0: All right, welcome into Episode 7 of the official Mountain West Basketball Podcast. I'm your best basketball friend, Nate Kreckman. My goodness, after the week that we just experienced in Mountain West hoops, we all need a defibrillator. The drama this conference continues to give us every game. I truly can't remember a season like this in the league. The depth of this conference and the quality of the top half of the conference, unlike anything we've almost ever seen. Okay, I don't really have a better nickname, and it's early Thursday morning, and so I can't come up with anything better. Though, if you can, hit me up on Twitter, at Nate Kreckman. But I'm just going to call it the Big Six. The Mountain West's top six teams are all ranked in the top 42 of the net rankings. Only the Big 12 has more. And the SEC is tied with the Mountain West at six. Here's the breakdown as of Thursday. San Diego State at 18, New Mexico at 20, Colorado State is 25, Utah State 30, Boise State at 35, and Nevada at 42. The Aztecs, Broncos, and Wolfpack, each with five quad one wins. That's the most in the conference. Also, as of Thursday, Jerry Palm of CBS Sports and Joe Lenardi of ESPN each have all of the Mountain West's big six in the field of 68 for the NCAA tournament. Does this conference have the top-end NBA talent we've seen in previous years? No, not really. But this is the deepest and best collection of teams we've ever seen in the Mountain West. And we've got two full weeks of games to determine seeding and matchups before the Mountain West tournament in Las Vegas. So right now, the perfect time to remind you, single session tickets, as well as all session tickets, are on sale now for the 2024 Mountain West Men's and Women's Basketball Championships scheduled for March 10th through the 16th at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. And you can purchase those tickets at the MW.com. Women's tournament starts Sunday, March 10th, running through Wednesday, the 13th. Men's tournament tips off with first round action on Wednesday, March 13th and it culminates with Championship Saturday on March 16th. All 11 women's and men's teams will compete in the Mountain West Basketball Tournament with the winners earning the league's automatic berth into the NCAA Tournament. Once again, visit themw.com to purchase your single-session tickets today. We got a great show this week, including a fun three questions with the winningest coach in the history of the Colorado State women's basketball program. Ryan Williams is with us to talk about his team's dramatic border war win over Wyoming and to tell us about coaching one of the most dynamic scorers and playmakers in the country in the great McKenna Shield. But first... Let's relive the week that was in men's hoops. We start with the game of the week at the Pit Wednesday night. Number 22, Colorado State and New Mexico trading haymakers in the closing minutes. This game had six lead changes in the final 43 seconds. Isaiah Stevens sinks a pair of free throws with seven seconds to go. New Mexico inbounding and going the length of the floor down one. Here's Robert Portnoy and Hunter Green on KKOB in Albuquerque. Remember Coach Petito still has one timeout for the Lobos out of a dent will catch on the run six seconds five seconds dent crossing over dent into the paint dent swoops and scores with the left hand and a chance for an end one with 2.7 to go in the pit how come we knew dent was going to get the ball the length of the court and do what he does magic Dent bangs the free throw. Neat Clifford's three at the Horn Falls short. And New Mexico outlasts CSU 68-66 in an instant classic at the pit. Dent with 16 for the Lobos. What a leap he has taken this year. Stevens leads Colorado State with 20 in defeat. Win number 21 for New Mexico only lost number 7 for CSU, which could find themselves playing in the first round of the Mountain West Tournament despite having spent almost the entire season in the top 25. It's just been that kind of year. Also, Wednesday, UNLV holds Air Force to 35% shooting in their own gym and beat the Falcons 72 43 at the Academy. Rob Whaley, 15.7 rebounds to pace the run in Rebels. The game of the week before CSU New Mexico was number 19 San Diego State and Utah State at the Spectrum on Tuesday night. Tremendous battle in the paint between the Aztecs, Jaden Ledee, and Great Osobor of Utah State. The two bigs going for 23 and 17 points, respectively. But the difference in this game was a season-high 25 points from Darius Brown as the 6-2 transfer guard hit five threes in a big-time Utah State victory. Darius Brown will take the left-wing three. Yes! Oh, baby! Aggies back up by 10. Darius Brown, 18 on the 9 tonight. Scott Gerrard with the call for Learfield, sixty-eight, sixty-three. Utah State wins it. The Aggies go a game up on the Aztecs atop the conference standings. In fact, Utah State now controls their own destiny for the regular season crown in the Mountain West with four games to go before the conference tournament. San Diego State has dropped five of their last six road games in conference play hottest team in the conference playing their best ball right as the calendar is set to flip to march is steve alford's nevada Wolfpack. in the last two weeks they've beaten utah state in logan san diego state at home their arch rivals unlv in vegas and then tuesday they put on a clinic at home against wyoming bounce pass right side manyahu <laughs> tipped away Steele coleman for Nevada, Coleman into the key, spins, goes to the rim, and scores. Coleman has 13 in the first half for Nevada, and the lead back to 21. John Ramey, courtesy of Learfield. Trey Coleman, a game-high 20, and Nevada rolls 76-58. That's win number 21 for the Wolfpack. And finally... We can't forget about Leon Rice's team. Boise State beats San Jose State 82-50 behind 15 points and eight rebounds from the ever-reliable Tyson Degenhardt. Degenhardt trying to spin past humor does to the glass. Kisses it off and it drops. Four and a half, 13 in the game for Degenhardt. 54-32 Boise State. Bob Beeler with the call for Learfield. Boise State alone in second place in the Mountain West with a 9-4 mark in conference play. The Mountain West will remain must-watch to the end, and the best way to stay up on everything is to download the free Mountain West streaming app on your phone, TV, or tablet. Watch live or on-demand games when you want from home or on the go. The Mountain West app is your home for all things Mountain West basketball and is available on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, Android TV, and both Apple and Android phones. Watch your favorite Mountain West team when you want. Download the Mountain West app today. Women's Hoops Wednesday, they just keep winning. Make it eight in a row now for UNLV. They beat Wyoming 63-60 in Laramie to sweep the season series from the Cowgirls. Get a loan of this line from the box score. Alyssa Brown of UNLV, no points, 19 rebounds. It was just that kind of game. Boise State playing their way into a high seed at the conference tournament. Huge win, 58-55 over New Mexico at Extra Mile Arena. Tatum Thompson drops 19 in the victory. San Diego State stays hot. Aztecs, a 73-63 home win over Air Force. Stacy Terry Hudson's team, 7-2 and over their last nine fresno state over nevada 57 45 double double for mia jacobs 19 points 12 rebounds and a good win for utah state on the road at san jose state 71 70 cheyenne Stubbs with 17 Colorado State's women's basketball team they're 16 and 9 on the year four games remain in the regular season before they head off to the Thomas and Mack Center for the conference tournament in a few weeks the Rams currently seventh in the Mountain West which speaks to the depth of this conference this year and they're back at it this Saturday afternoon at Utah State joining us right now the winningest coach in the history of Colorado State women's basketball Ryan Williams coach welcome to the show
1: well thanks for thanks for having me
0: All right, Coach, three questions. Here's question number one today. First off, I'm not here to dredge up painful memories, but I think it will help us sort of get to the meat of the topic, and that's fourth quarters. You got back-to-back losses at New Mexico and at UNLV. You only scored four points in the fourth at the pit, and then in Vegas, you get outscored by five in the fourth quarter in a game that you ultimately lost by three points. But that brings us to last Saturday. You're at Moby Arena. You're playing your rivals, Wyoming. You go into that fourth quarter down two against a very good opponent, but your team goes off. You score 26 points in that fourth quarter. You close it out. You get the win. What was different about the way you played and your team in general that the outcome was in your favor this time around?
1: Yeah, I, I think um, the, the fourth quarter has been a, a, a an issue for us. You know, we we've had... Our fair share of positive quarters, where we've closed games out, and then we've had our fair share of, you know, frustrating moments. And and you mentioned those games. I think what was different Saturday is just everybody. Everybody made a huge impact in that fourth quarter. Whether it was a defensive play, whether it was a big basket, um, everybody made impactful winning plays, and that we've been really inconsistent with that and in our shot making to be honest in the fourth quarter has been something that's probably in those those games we've we've lost you know you're not writing home about you know that but um and and I guess if if from a coaching staff um we expect to finish better just because we've got experience you know we've got older kids that have have been in these moments. And so that's where, you know, the frustration I think on the road, it just, that's where it's at for me is just, we've got an experienced group that I feel like we just should be more consistent, but I think we've also played some really good teams on the road that have had a lot to say about that. You know, New Mexico really got after us in the fourth Um, and Vegas made just a few more winning plays, you know, a seven-point lead in Laramie in the fourth quarter. And, you know, you got to give them credit. They really, the shot making they made, some tough ones, um, was was impressive. So it's not always all our mistakes, but, you know, the other teams trying to win too, and they just did a little better job. Uh, but as, as our season has progressed, especially here the last couple of weeks, I think we've really We've just been better collectively. You know, we're probably not leaning on McKenna as much in the fourth and just saying, hey, here, go win this thing. We're we're giving her some help and uh, it's shown to be helpful.
0: Yeah, you certainly have gotten that help. And which brings us to our next question. You know, we have to ask about McKenna Hofshield. Sixth leading scorer in the country, leading scorer in the Mountain West. But I know what you love about her game is she is CSU's all-time assist leader. Right now, second in the nation, seven and a half assists a game. She's trailing only Caitlin Clark. You know, the shot wasn't falling in the Wyoming game. She was just two of 11 from the field, but she hands out 13 assists. In fact, double-figure assist games, three of the last five. When you coach a great player, conference player of the year type of player, with McKenna in this case how have you continued to push her and help her game grow and her leadership grow
1: yeah i mean we we put a lot of responsibility on on McKenna and and it seems like each year from you know when she came in here uh, a while ago um, it's just grown tremendously each year and she's really accepted it well and I think the thing that has really allowed her game to grow the most though is um, the opponents. (laughs) I mean, we have seen everything this year, every defense imaginable. So, you know, uh, our staff has done a really nice job of, of trying to put her in positions for her to still be on the attack and still to get to her spots. Um, But she's, she's a player that just figures it out. You know, each game again is, is so different and, um, some games, you know, people really just lock up on shooters and they just say, OK, McKenna, you got to go finish at the rim. And and she does it. And the other night, Wyoming really loaded up on her. They they made it difficult for her to get to her spots. There was always length around her. So how do you impact the game in a positive way? Well, she did it through her playmaking and, and finding open shooters. And that's how we won the game. And so. The thing that impresses me most about McKenna and where she has grown the most is she has, she's learned to figure it out within the course of a game, uh, sometimes quarter to quarter, in how they're, you know, the opponents playing her and and how she can still impact the game uh, in a winning way.
0: All right, Coach, last thing I want to ask you about is the bevy of international players that you have coached in your time at Colorado State. Ellen Nistrom, Ellen Gustafson, I mean, legends in this program. Right now, we're watching Marta Muna from Latvia really come into her own. You have Sana Strum, even though she's a Kansas transfer, but you're known for having a heavy international presence on your roster. In fact, I believe you have players from four continents on your team this year. Now, I know you can't give us every trade secret, but how do you find these players? How do you evaluate them? How do you know they'll be good enough to play at this level in the Mountain West? And all the other academic eligibility, immigration status, all of those things. Most fans probably have no idea what goes into this process. Shed some light on it for us.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, we were probably a lot heavier international um, early on. You know, that's how we turned the program rapidly. That was a big part of our philosophy. And, and we weren't going against as many schools when we went over there. Now there are a lot of schools over there and rightly so. I mean, it's a, it's a worldly game and you can just look at the NBA and and the WNBA and all the international impact that those rosters have on them. And um, so it's just a, you know it's a market that we will not go away from it's a market we believe in um and we've been doing it a while so you know we've got some c- trusted contacts that that you know if they say here's a young lady you should look at she fits how you play she fits how you coach then you know we surely will will give that a give that a look but um yeah just like We believe in all markets, uh, but we've had really good success. You're right. You know, Marty and and Sama this year, you know, Anne-Mary from India, I think when she's eligible next year, I think people are going to really be surprised at at what she can bring to the the table. Um, But there's good basketball players all over this world. And Colorado State, you know, is just, it's a world-class university. It's a first-class world-class university. We are very, very well, you know, known over overseas. So we use that to our advantage. And the fact that our our past players have had such a good experience, and that has been communicated to, you know, the European game, because we still have a lot of players that are playing professionally over there, um, That that's quite helpful. So, you know, I think the best recruiting is done by our past players right now, to be honest.
0: Well, that reputation, that branding, it has been gained under Ryan Williams, the winningest coach in Colorado State women's basketball history. Four games left in the regular season. They start Saturday on the road at Utah State, the push to the conference tournament, and eventually on to the postseason. Coach, thank you so much. Congratulations on a great win over Wyoming, and good luck coming up this weekend.
1: I appreciate
0: you. And that will do it for Episode 7 of the official Mountain West Basketball Podcast. Thanks again to Colorado State's Ryan Williams for stopping by the show this week and answering three questions. Guys, keep refreshing those net rankings. Stay glued to Ken Palm. Keep the Bracketologist bookmark. It's going to be a wild final few weeks of this Mountain West season leading up to Selection Sunday. My partner Matt Neverett will be back with you next week to get you all the latest right here on the official Mountain West Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Freckman. Enjoy the games this weekend.